Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and it's time for the second episode of This Week with Matt Meek, who gives us all the Iowa City area scores and all the games that he's following and the players that he's following. Uh, we want to uh, thank uh, Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa. Uh, Smithburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. You need a car, call David. want to thank Henshaw Taylors. want to thank Washington Discount Tires. want to thank John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, for the book he wrote. Uh, we're trying to sell his book, uh, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. It can be found at, uh, anywhere online or, or at the Village uh, in Bookstore on the Square in Washington or on uh, the Facebook page there. Elsie's Kitchen at Coppic, Iowa. They put all the dry ingredients together for dips and for uh, meals and soups and everything. Check out elsieskitchen.net, uh, Coppic, Iowa. You can order any of their products there. Uh, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales, uh, uh, Richland, Iowa, uh, Helmuth, Florida, Sigourney, Iowa, uh, Clara Hand Trucking of Kyoto, all help us put this together. But Matt Weeks, you are the the star of the Iowa City area today, and we have uh, more than tripled our audience in uh, Iowa City, thanks to you you coming on there. And I know that there was a lot of exciting action up there, including uh, Mid Prairie uh, playing up uh, against Regina, uh, what 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 games were you at, and what did you see? So I may have seen the most exciting game in uh, Eastern Iowa, maybe the state last night. Um, I was up at the 4A battle with um, Iowa City Liberty versus Western Dubuque up in Epworth. Uh, I had six kids from um, combined um, playing in that game. That game uh, was super super exciting. Um, Western Dubuque went up with two minutes and 12 seconds in the fourth quarter. Um, on the very next possession, our guy Graham threw a 65-yard touchdown pass to go up. And as the game ended with 19 seconds on the clock on a fourth down play, the quarterback for um, Western Dubuque scrambled, 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 and inevitably one receiver slipped behind the coverage and they threw it into the end zone. Um, last night, Western Dubuque beat Liberty 36-30. Um, I think there was 10 seconds left or so on the clock, maybe eight seconds um, when that play happened. Um, Western Dubuque came into that game 0-2, Liberty 2-0. and um, Liberty did play that game with a couple kids that were injured. Um, but that's the, the the football season, and that's where we're at. It was uh, first time at Epworth last night. Um, neat game, neat town. Barnburner kept me up all kept me up all night on the drive home, a, a nice hour and a half drive home to think about what I saw. So um, that's where I was at last night. Man, that that was uh, super exciting. Uh, tell us a little bit about that game. Who were some of the leaders? Who are some of the players you were following? Uh, uh, expand a little bit on that game. Um, last night seemed to be a little different for, for Liberty. You know, Liberty's always got the air attack. Graham's been throwing the ball really well, um, making a name for himself on this side of the state of Iowa. Last night, um, I think um, they tried to ground and pound a lot more, running with him, um, running with their running back, uh, center guard gap, um, trying to wear down Western Dubuque. Liberty, it seemed, had um, a bigger offensive defensive line. And uh, so they tried to wear him down and uh, – the crazy thing about it is, is that uh, Western Dubuque being 0-2 has lost to um, Xavier, a ranked team. Um, they 
have got some really talented kids, and they put it together last night. Um, they're running back. One of the kids uh, that I coached in seven on seven, which is crazy that he did this last night. Um, he ran for 212 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Grant Glauser is one of my kids I coached in seven on seven. Um, you know, I've never seen Grant really run uh, seven on seven. You catch and you run. There's nobody tackling you. Grant was a bulldozer last night. Grant ran um, probably 60 yards on the last um, play the series before the Hail Mary to score the touchdown. Um, another kid that we coached, um, that I coached, Caleb Klein. Caleb had a 63-yard touchdown reception. And the third kid from Western Dubuque that I coached, Brock Harpner. Brock made a sideline saving catch um, that put them in the chance to to throw that final deep ball into the end zone and score. So um, those are the three kids from Western Dubuque. Um, Liberty, led by Graham. Graham did his thing last night, as usual, but a lot more running, um, not as much passing. I think he only had 156 yards. It'll be interesting to see how Liberty bounces back. You know, it always stinks to take that first loss. And after talking to a couple of the kids last night from Liberty, they were devastated, mad about the loss. But, you know, uh, with football, it's it's uh, we worry about that game that night, and then we bounce back and get ready for the next game. So it'll be interesting to see how they play next week. And it was uh, – it was a, a such a exciting night. Uh, well, what other what other games were going on in the Iowa City area that you were keeping track of? So you know, with my both of my kids being um, kids in the City High School District, we always keep track of our guys at City High. Um, hated to not be at the game last night as the Little Hawks and the Little Cyclones um, played for uh, their yearly rivalry. They always play at the same field or the same town that the, the college teams play. Um, last night, the City High offense stayed stayed uh, stayed with the gears greased. A score of 55 to 19 last night um, against Ames. Ames was ranked number nine in some polls coming in. Um, so now City, I believe, has scored 77 and 55 in their last two their last two games. Um, I feel like I'm a broken record, but again, our guy Ronnie Major with another three touchdown performance. I believe that is two two weeks in a row um, that he scored three touchdowns. Drew Larson, the quarterback for um, City High, threw for uh, two or three more touchdowns. Um, that was a game we we kept in 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 contact with last night. Um, another game that we uh, we we were we were looking on Twitter to see who the score how the score ended up being. Uh, Muscatine. Ended up beating Bettendorf for their first win of the season. Uh, if I could give away um, some awards for, for this week, one kid that's deserved it is uh, Ty Kozad. Ty Kozad from Muscatine ran for 391 yards and four touchdowns um, last night. Uh, he, For some of you listeners that were married with children fans, he pulled the old Al Bundy and scored four touchdowns last night. Um, so he had a hell of a performance last night um, for Muscatine, and they picked their first win of the season up. Well, um, I've got an interesting side note since you mentioned that. Uh, when we first did the show, we did a, a Facebook Live show called Good Morning Southeast Iowa. And one, uh, my uncle actually has a bunch of uh, married with children uh, memorabilia, and he loaned me the shirt. The, the high school jersey of Al Bundy, the one he scored the five touchdowns in. So I wore that on uh, on the air that day. So uh, uh, I've been in proximity with that shirt anyway. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I watched it growing up. My parents watched it. 
Um, I had a four touchdown performance in one of my high school games, so it's kind of I've always I've always laughed when a kid scores four and just call it the Al Bundy moment where he scores his four touchdowns. Um, Ty's now ran for 700 yards on the season. He's had a heck of a season. Glad to see Muscatine get a win um, in their column last night. Another game that we uh, queued in on was um, West Branch versus Maquoketa Valley. Uh, it was a throwback game. I believe they had some of the first jerseys from both of the schools, or they, they replicated some of the jerseys from um, both of their first schools. Uh, West Branch is rolling uh, 59-0 last night. After talking to some of their people, um, they've now returned five fumbles for touchdowns in their first three games. Defense is playing really well. Um, their, their new quarterback, Ty Hughes, had his own out Bundy moment. He threw for two touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown, and he caught a touchdown. Um, he was on the receiving end of a touchdown pass um, from their all-world running back, Andy Hansen. Um, so they ended up beating Maquoketa Valley 59-0 to last night. And uh, a game from back home that uh, I've got a friend that is a head coach for the Des Moines East staff. Des Moines East last night pulled off their first one of the season and the first one for the staff against Des Moines Lincoln. Their quarterback, Jakari Patton, had two touchdowns and an interception to help them win their first game of the season also. That's good. That's outstanding. Well, uh, what other action you got for us? Um. One of the other games I did see or kind of catch wind of last night is Marion beat Benton. Um, Benton was 2-0 and in rank coming into that game last night. I think Marion was 0-2. Um, you know, as we talk about the, the football season, when things look on paper that you're supposed to win, um, sometimes that doesn't happen. So as players, as coaches, we've always got to be ready for that next game. You can't ever underestimate anybody. Um, I, don't, I didn't get much of a box score from that. I assume that if Marion won, um, that Alex Motor, the future Hawkeye, had a big game. Um, I know they've been trying to kind of find their footing with him. Last year he was a quarterback. This year they're trying to get him more of a running back receiver. He'll play receiver at Iowa um, next year. So they're trying to find him a good spot, and uh, they must have got him the ball last night for, for some big scores from him last night. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Cedar Rapids because uh, we've also tripled our audience in Cedar Rapids since you jumped on. You, you're uh... – uh, doing well in that little area there. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. You know, like I said, I love going to games on Friday nights. I love watching uh, the kids that I've coached play. Um, next week, next week we head to Des Moines for the big showdown with City and Dowling um, and possibly slide across town and watch the Ankeny Southeast boat game. Um, Ankeny last night got beat by Dowling. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if you had to pick, uh, right now, if there were two leaders in 5A for um, that state title, it would be Southeast Polk and Ankeny. With Ankeny taking uh, a loss last night, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season folds out. Um, it's crazy to think that we are going into week four now. Is that, is that yeah, correct? We're week third four way of the, the high season. school season. It's just hard to believe that a third of the season is already over. Yeah, <laughs> it goes quick. It, it, you know, you don't. <laughs> as a player you don't think about it like that but man it sure does i mean we are we are we are a third of the way of the season in and it feels like we just started right like that's how i feel yeah it's uh it, it's uh it's getting underway and there's still there's still a lot to, to see but you can't waste a minute you got to get out there and see every game or or listen to round guy radio we'll keep you up on all the action uh, yeah uh, yeah i'd like to i'd like to know 
maybe Scotty gave you some. How did that, how did that Winfield Mountain Union game turn out last night? It sounds like killer Cam Buffington came back and was having a hell of a performance himself last night. Well, they, they got in a hole. Uh, and, uh, just like the game that you were at, uh, they, they got it to within a score. Uh, new London's really tough, but, uh, uh, that milks is the quarterback there. He, he, he lofted one out and hit, uh, uh, Abram Edwards in the end zone with no time left, but he dropped the ball. So, uh, so there's a chance. So it was it was a great game. Uh, Buffington's back. He played it, uh, particularly good on defense. Uh, uh, he grounded it a lot. He he got some scores receiving, uh, not as much. I don't think he scored on the ground, but he did gain a lot of yards. Uh, uh, look, uh, Iowa Valley, Waco, New London, Winfield, Mount Union. I mean, these are all in the same general area, and they're like such great teams it's uh it's uh not hard to understand how once in a while one of them knocks the other one off yeah and, th- and that's and that's part of it too like you know some sometimes uh losses are gonna happen and and it's funny how that loss during the season turns into a playoff game where you're playing that same team and it, and and things get flipped i mean this is uh this is football one you know week in and week out you got to be prepared you got to be on your A game or, or you, you can lose. And we're starting to see some of that happen. Um, those first week jitters are off. Offenses are rolling a little bit more, seeing some more scoring. Um, I love it. I love Friday night football. It's, it, yeah, Scott was over at that game. And, uh, yeah, it uh, it went down to the wire. And uh, he, was, uh, he was loving life, I think, last night. He's a big fan of both those teams. And uh, Winfield's close for him. But, uh, yeah, that, it was exciting all the way around. Uh, well, what other action up there in Iowa City? I know there are a lot of teams up there. Um, I, I do believe Regina won last night. You know, as we've kind of talked on previous episodes, doing this when, I, when I'm not at a game, even when I'm at a game, I'm not paying much. I'm not paying as much attention because I'm always looking for scores. But that ride, you know, the ride home, I wish there was some, and maybe I don't know what radio stations do that kind of thing, but man, I wish I could catch up on some scores on the way home through the radio. Um, you know, the TV stations all have that stuff, 10, 30, 10, 45. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're an hour away from home at that time. Yeah. 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 I'm not getting home to see that. So, you know, that's it. I got home at 1230 last night and I'm on my phone looking for scores for an hour. Um, just seeing what's going on out there. Cause it's hard. It's hard to, it's really yeah. hard to get the scores. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you guys are listening to this, and, and uh, obviously if you're hearing it, you are. <laughs> uh, we do a show. We do a scoreboard show Friday night with uh, Southeast Iowa Union's Andy Kretzinger. He, he calls me when he's driving home like you are. And yep. uh, we throw up as many scores as we know. I, I, we use, I use all my resources, and he uses all his resources. And uh, – Fortunately, he always comes up with some scores I don't know, and I have a lot of scores that he doesn't know. And uh, <laughs> you know, and and uh, we're working together. So if you guys uh, do want to catch up on some scores, uh, that's going to be up somewhere around eleven at eleven p.m. You know, which is you know still in the drive time for people, or or when they get home, you know, they can pop it on and hey, we're going to have 20, 20 different scores for you that may not be you know, as focused on Iowa City or Muscatine, but then we do the, the Iowa City report Saturday morning with you. And then we, I, I started with uh, Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal just before you, 
and we're going to do a Muscatine report. And they got seven teams there that they're covering. That way we can get – I don't know anybody that – I mean, we're biting off uh, uh, more than most anybody could chew, but I don't know anybody else that's chewing as much ground as we are and doing it as well as we are. And uh, uh, this, we want to be your one-stop shop for, for high school football. Yeah, that, that was – I actually um, follow Ryan on Twitter. He was who I was keeping up with um, the game last night for – um, the Muscatine game, the city game, you know, we had some friends at the game. We were trying to text them. I hate bothering people during games like that, but we started following um, Ryan Merkin. Ryan Merkin does some stuff on Twitter for the city around uh, Iowa City and Cedar Rapids area. Um, there's a lot of guys that kind of do what we do that, um, you know, I just i am starting to now get in tune with a little bit just to catch that score, see how things are going. Uh, last night was hard for me. You know, when I've got two kids, uh, different different groups of kids, playing on the same field I don't switch stands during the games I sit in one stands I think I need to find like a neutral stand <laughs> where I can just sit by myself and stand by myself because I, I can't yell for my like last night I was on the Western Dubuque side with Brock Carpenter's parents um, I've known them for quite a few years I can't yell for my Liberty kids on the Western Dubuque side yeah. um, <laughs> I might not last very long there uh, so it's it's always fun when you try to find a spot and I, I gotta say this I'm a I'm a popcorn connoisseur when we go to high school games I'm gonna give the top award so far of all the games I've ever been to in my life Epworth had the best popcorn last night they beat Montezuma sorry Braves that you don't have the best popcorn in the state but for me it's Epworth yeah, uh, Montezuma played a game last night that was kind of a, of note, and I, I can't remember who they played. I, if I remember correctly, or I heard correctly, they came back. They were down quite a bit and came back too. Um, with a, I, I still kind of keep track of some of those kids, or, or at least the program. Um, after Eddie left this last year, um, they they just keep throwing the ball. That eight man, we talked about this. It's arena ball. It's uh, I, I swear, if you don't score fifty points, you can't play eight man anymore. It's you got to average fifty points a game. If you minimum. score fifty points a game, you'll lose half your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're correct about that. I mean, there, it's hard to play defense with eight guys. It just really is. You know what I mean? One in eleven man football, you know that you can get some help. You yeah. Know? But in eight-man football, once you break, once you crease the line, and you you're into the secondary, and you break one tackle, you can go to the house. It's, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just the 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 breakaway big playability. I, I kind of like that eight-man football, though. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely interesting. You know, it, it, it's we in seven on seven. We 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 definitely it's more of an offensive thing. It's a struggle. Even great defenses, it's hard. Uh, so I, I totally, as a defensive coordinator for eight man, I can understand how frustrating it would get. I mean, I, I think at some points it's we just got to score more points in the team. I'm not sure you can you plan much as a eight man defensive coordinator for the most part. You're talking about high scoring. You know, I've, I've been kind of following this Moravia team. Uh, they played a week zero game with New London, and and uh, they really their 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 passing game was really impressive. But you're talking about how how many points you need to score. They scored 76 points and lost. <laughs> not not this the week before last. I think uh, they lost 78 to 76. That's that's an eight man football game right there, baby. <laughs> how how would you feel if you scored 70 some points and lost? Like, yeah, 76 <laughs> and lost. Uh, you know, 
I'm a huge Iowa fan, but we might not see 70 points scored in the first four or five games total. This you year. might have to I take mean, three seasons together to to, to, <laughs> to beat Moravia in one game. <laughs> right. <laughs> one, one losing effort. <laughs> but, uh, well, what about this Regina team? They they uh, uh, really, uh, in the second half, pretty much took it to Mid-Prairie. Uh, Mid-Prairie, pretty solid team. Uh Regina's been bounced uh, 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 at least once this week, this year. Uh, what do you see out of them? I, you know, we talk about the winning programs. Uh, winning programs win, right? They they restock kids every year. New kids come in. Um, I think I believe Regina was zero and two going into that game. So, at some point, a program like that that's won a lot of games buckles everything down. Um, they find out you know, the seven, eight plays that work for them and they run them and they execute them and they do them well. And, and, and it turns everything around. Like sometimes you just start out a bad season. I, I don't know a lot about their kids. I, I do know they um, have a pretty decent, um, I think he's playing running back and linebacker. Um, I think Peyton's his last name. He's a good wrestler too. He's got some college looking at him. Um, I, I believe they've got a, you know, uh, Regina usually has a quarterback that's that's a senior. Um, that's kind of a part of a, a winning program. Sometimes it's always a senior quarterback that steps up and does well. And and Coach Dumont over there, it, they they just have a winning program. You find ways to win when you're a winning program. When you won before, you know what it takes to get there, and, and you go make that stuff happen. Well, Scotty had him had him uh, preseason this, winning that uh, their their conference or their district, so. Well, and we're in a district play right now, right? Like this is the first week in the district play um, for most of these teams. Isn't that right? Well, some of them, some of them haven't. Uh, some of them played a couple district games. Some of them have played three non-conference games. Uh, but I'll tell you this much. It, uh, we are a third of the way through the season, but there are teams that are 3-0 and now that aren't going to the playoffs. And there are teams that are 0-3 that are going to the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Well, uh, I tell you what, we got about five minutes left. Uh, I'm just going to give you the microphone, and you can uh, talk about players or anything that's on your mind, or maybe some of the next week's matchups that you got your eyes on. Um, you know, I, I, I've got to do this because it was a it was a good a good week around here as football starts um, on Thursday. My little guy Madden played against the Southeast Junior High and Iowa City played against um, Northwest, um, which is Iowa City West's Junior High. Um, they ended up winning 22-6. to Madden made a highlight catch um, in the end zone. The ball got thrown up and somehow that kid went up and grabbed it. So our football week started off really good there. That was uh, enjoyable. It's fun as a dad. This is my first year not coaching him. Um, I'm still coaching him, but not on the sidelines, if you know what I mean as a parent. So that was fun this week. Um, next week, big game for us to head to Des Moines and, and see some of the heavyweights in 4A place or 5A place in football, uh, Dowling and City, and hopefully be able to slide over and watch Ankeny Southeast Polk. That Ankeny Southeast Polk game um, will, will contain um, probably five, six, seven kids that have Division One offers or Division One are going are committed to Division One programs. Um, so there will be a lot of talent on that field. Um, it's always interesting going from some of these smaller town games to the bigger town games, see the size difference in the kids, see the ability. Um, growing up in a small town, though, I, I love it. I'm excited later in the season to go watch West Branch and Regina play. 
um, at the Little Rose Bowl in West Branch. Um, busy, busy times ahead. We are we are booked for the next couple Fridays to figure stuff out, trying to get up to a UNI game, trying to get up to an Upper Iowa game. Other than that, I don't have a whole heck of a lot. I'm excited to see how today's game turns out here in Iowa City. Uh, I got a feeling the weather may play part of it. With uh, there's some rain showers this afternoon, so I'm I'm locked and loaded on another uh, college game Saturday. Well, you just got two kids, a full time job, uh, a part time uh, uh, show on uh, Spotify here, and uh, uh, you know you, you coach a team and you you, you travel about two thousand miles a year to watch football. That's all you got going on. Yeah, you know, but. It's funny, you know, every Friday night rolls around and we're like, man, we're heading to another town. It's an hour and a half drive. But but what hits is after a game like last night where those kids just won a game. They're super excited. Their, their student section, they're running on the field. And afterwards, I get to go talk to the kids, get a picture with them, talk to them about the game. And then like last night, you know, I walked over to the Liberty bus before they took off and I talked to my three kids over there. And... Uh, same thing, you know, I, I saw Coach Harris, gave him a nod. I think him and I kind of think the same way. One loss doesn't – one loss, one win doesn't make a season. One loss doesn't make a season. They're two and one. Most people probably wouldn't have predicted Liberty to be that way, but you, you take the loss last night, you think about it tonight, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you, you flush it down the toilet, and you get ready for the next week. I, um, I almost so, think those losses are almost more valuable to you than, or more learning uh, than winning. You know, sometimes I, I would say that one of the things uh, my senior year of high school, we were undefeated and lost in the second round of the playoffs. And that was our first loss. And that was not only hard because it was my last loss, but it was the only loss of the season. You know, sometimes that that loss is a good kick in the butt that, hey, maybe we're not as good as we we can be or what, what can we do to be better? It, it's always there's always a lot of learning in a loss. There's never it's not a bad thing. Um, it, it, it can change. It can change. It can make you better as the season goes on also. Well, we had a super exciting uh, weekend of sports. Uh, we had a, a tremendous second episode of this week with Matt Meeks. Matt Meeks is uh, the coach of the Iowa Gators. He works with the elite players from several different high schools and, and areas, and uh, he he has individual games with them and does a lot of – and he follows these players, and that's why – he puts in all these miles. It's also why he has this excellent commentary because uh, no one else has the view of Matt Meeks, do they? Nope. You know what? I, I, I love these kids. Our last two games of the season are our senior nights for kids that have now played two years with me. I made it a priority that I'm going to get up to Benton and, and clear over to Boone in central Iowa to watch kids that have played two years with me. I, I get to build such great relationships with these kids and, and, uh, you know, the gas mileage, the, the, the wear and tear on the car, the late nights of getting home. Um, my kids fall asleep in the car every every time we go somewhere late, and it's just me and my thoughts. But, man, I, I love coaching these kids, and I, I love I love being there for them. I love seeing them after the game. I love their reaction to me being there. Um, it's why I do it. It's why, it's why I do what I do coaching these kids. I love it. It's a, a meek family affair, uh, a labor of love. Uh, high school football with this guy. Listen, uh, I want to thank everybody that, uh, in that area. And I know everybody around here is also listening because they, they want to hear uh, about all of the excellent action that, that you, you have going on. But if you live up there, listen, if you need a trailer, 
Henshaw Trailer Sales at Richland, Iowa is the premier place to get a trailer. He's got more trailers. He's got more access to trailers. He was the uh, United States of America uh, Trailer Salesman of the Year last year. Uh, he'd be a great one. And if you want to support this program, check into uh, Elsie's Kitchen.net of Copic Iowa. They have the great products. I mean, they're these dry ingredients that are all mixed up for handballs, for different soups. And uh, she's got all these dips. You, you just open the bag up. I had bacon, lettuce, and tomatoes uh, dip the other day. You just open up the package, you dump it in, uh, you put in a, a half cup of sour cream, half cup of mayonnaise, mix it up, and and it's ready. Uh, you know, I mean, and all kinds of great stuff over there. So check out Elsie's Kitchen.net, Copic, uh, Iowa. And if you're uh, in the mood to read books, you can support a Southeast Iowa author, John Bain. Check into his book, uh, uh, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, uh, and also Dave Smithberg, uh, Smithberg Auto, Fairfield, Iowa. They, they've been really supportive of us. Well, thank you, Matt, for being here this week. This was another exciting episode. All right. Can't wait till next week. All right. Thanks for being with us, bud. Bye.